Comic Timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Hey there, folks. My name is Ian Levenstein, and welcome to episode 163 of Comic Timing. First off, uh, before we get started with the intro to this episode, uh, I want to dedicate this episode to the life of Mr. Jeremy Dale, who unfortunately uh, passed away this last week. Uh, Jeremy uh, was on the show, uh, as you might remember, about a year ago at New York Comic Con 2013, and uh, he himself is a uh, is a creator was a creator of uh, Skyward Comics and for Action Lab and uh, various other uh, properties over the years. And uh, unfortunately, he, uh, he, he passed away this, this last week. Uh, my, my thoughts go out to Kelly, his wife, and the rest of his family. Uh, you will be missed, Jeremy. I, I first met Jeremy actually at C2E2 a few years back on uh, the Sunday night after the con. It was just uh, Adam Comfort, uh, Brian Glass, and uh, Jeremy and uh, Kelly just hanging out and shooting the shit and got to know his humor there. And he was a really friendly, inviting, and hopeful individual. And the comic industry in general will will miss that. There's going to be a link in the episode show notes for this to a GoFundMe for Kelly. Uh, because obviously there are costs associated with uh, the death of anybody. And uh, Kelly is doing her best to try and get things in order uh, after uh, Jeremy's sudden passing. And anything you can give would be greatly, greatly appreciated. They had plenty of friends in the community, and I was happy to call Jeremy my friend, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss him. And if you haven't picked up uh, Jeremy's Skyward, I would highly suggest you do so. Uh, Skyward is a lot of fun, was a lot of fun, and uh, will continue to live on after after Jeremy's passing for people to uh, to enjoy. I know it's on Comixology and available from the Action Lab store and all that. So I, I would suggest that, you know, one of the best things you could do, if you don't go to his GoFundMe page, this would be a good way to, uh, well, put your money towards uh, Jeremy's legacy. Because uh, the more people who read Skyward, the more people who will remember Jeremy as the creator that he was. So, yeah, here's to you, Jeremy. And uh, the show goes on, the show goes forward. And here we are with the interviews that were, were recorded at this year's New York Comic Con, which also happens to be the last place I saw Jeremy. All right. Don't be morose, Levenstein. Keep growing. Uh, we have some uh, interviews here, uh, long-form interviews for the most part, uh, with uh, familiar faces that you might know from uh, Comic Timing Past, of course, you're not actually seeing their faces because this is a uh, an audio podcast. But nevertheless, uh, we've got Brent Schoonover on this episode, Juan Castro, Vito Dosante, and Sean Isaacs from Stray as a sort of a follow-up interview to last year's New York Comic Con interview that I had with Vito. Plus, there's a uh, Tom King interview. Uh, we don't really talk about uh, Grayson too much. I wanted to actually get some information out there on his uh, his other properties. So make sure to listen to that if you want to know more about the dude. And uh, there's one or two other uh, pieces in there as well for you to check out. 
I know that there was an interview that uh, that I conducted uh, right when I first walked into the con. <laughs> I just happened to be at uh, David Peterson's booth and and saw a dude and I'm like, hey, you got stuff? Let's talk. And that'll be what you hear first on this episode. But uh, before I do that, uh, this episode is, as always, sponsored by DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service, at dcbservice.com. The November books are now up for DCBS, and one of the books in question is actually Stray Number 1. Good timing there, right? The Mike Norton cover for Stray, which has the order code of NOV140915, is actually available for two seventy nine from DCBS. So you get a decent savings of uh, about 30% on that. And uh, there's also a variant cover by Ben Hunziker, which is N. OV140916, which you can get for $349, slightly more expensive. But hey, both covers are really nice, and you'll actually hear more about both covers and uh, my first hand uh, experience seeing the Mike Norton cover for the first time as we get to the interview in this episode. And other than that, at DCBS, as usual, you can find a bunch of bundles for. DC, Marvel, and I think there might even be an image bundle, and there's usually a Vertigo bundle. You can check all of those out on the site. 50% off of Marvel and DC hardcovers and trades, 40% off of Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse single issues, and some steep discounts on indie publishers, usually about 30 to 40% on that if they can make it happen. DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service, check them out at dcbservice.com. And if you use Comixology and also happen to buy physical copies of things, you can buy from their Comixology storefront and save yourself even further dough. dcbservice.com. Thank them for their support. So without further ado, here are the interviews conducted from this year's New York Comic Con. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey, guess what, people? I told you there'd be interviews right away on Thursday, and I was right. I've been here 10 minutes, and I'm already interviewing somebody. That's got to be a new streak. Uh, introduce yourself to the podcasting world out there. Hi, my name is Alex Kane. I'm a video game designer and uh, writer. Hey, Alex. So uh, you showed me your book. It's in, uh, in all ages uh, hardcover, uh, also available online. Tell everybody a little bit more about it. So it's called Beyond the Western Deep. It's an all-ages fantasy webcomic that we just published this summer in hardcover. Nice. Collects the first uh, year's worth of material or so. It's an all-ages fantasy. Pulls a lot of inspiration from stuff like Disney's Robin Hood, uh, Secret of Nim, like 80s animated films, and the Redwall books in particular. We actually have a forward in the book by Sean Rubin, who is an illustrator in the, on the Redwall book series and cool. a big fan of the book. You draw inspiration from Disney, or, uh, I mean, like, I, I assume you've been a fan for, for years, that sort of stuff. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, uh, I and uh, the uh, artist on the book, Rachel Bennett, were uh-huh. huge fans of, like, especially, like, the 80s style, anima- the 80s animation. Gotcha. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was a little darker. You could tell more interesting stories than you can mm-hmm. now, I think, so. Yeah, like, pre-computer uh, coloring uh, era Disney, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like they were just starting to get the hang of the medium, and they were trying to graduate to more complex storytelling mm-hmm. and then you had like the in the 90s you had the Disney Golden Age and you know they sort of reverted to that spectacle again the musical uh, but there was a, there was a time you had your Dark Crystals and oh, your Secret absolutely. of Nims and yeah. you know you had your um, you know your Black Cauldrons and stuff 
or like kids movies weren't really kids movies you know have you watched the uh, documentary uh, that uh, that they did about the uh, uh, 80s uh, Disney animation like essentially how it sort of you know built its way back up after the uh, a few of the failures of the 80s to eventually get back to Beauty and the Beast and stuff like that no I haven't but uh, it, it's really well done oh yeah, yeah. It, it was an exciting period for Disney mm-hmm. um, I actually did some work for Disney it was a contract project oh, we, were, nice. we were working on for uh, an adventure game based on uh, based on a Disney property so excellent but uh, but yeah like Dis- Disney Disney came back from it and I gotta give yeah. them credit for that but now I think that CG is so entrenched people are interested in getting back to that older style oh, sure. yeah. sort of rediscovering the roots of the more complex stories they like today so that's what Western Deep is all about well you can see that even in stuff like Wreck-It Ralph and, uh, and what Big Hero 6 is coming out now like it's not just a fluff on the top there's actual substance to it exactly and I think that's why people like Miyazaki's movies a lot absolutely the stu- yeah, just oh, yeah those movies are they, they harken back to like when Princess Mononoke came out it's like no well, there's nothing yeah. like this out you know I'm, I'm a huge anime fan so that's right in my wheelhouse exactly yeah. so yeah I think that's why it's become more popular these days mm-hmm. is that people want those more complex stories they want, they want deeper characters sure yeah do you feel your uh, your video game uh, background uh, works its way into your uh, into your writing uh, right off the bat yeah it did because when you're dealing with comics you can't really use as much text to tell a story you have to infer a lot right which is very similar to you know I, I started in like old school mobile games and mm-hmm. worked my way up to you know now we're doing uh, smartphone and sure. Nintendo DS and PC and Xbox 360 and yeah. stuff it's, it's definitely helped you know telling a, telling a lot with very little I'm kind of proud of Nintendo for sticking to their guns and uh, <laughs> only having things go out on their own systems it's been good and bad for them yeah. you know the 3DS is doing really well the mm-hmm. Wii U not so much but uh, we'll Hope- see hopefully Smash Brothers will save that at least a little bit yeah when uh, I think Super Smash Brothers 3DS sold 2.7 oh to God. 3 million in like a couple of weeks so I, yeah they're doing alright I made sure to bring it with me I'm getting street passes all weekend long yep. and that's part of the fun that's part of the fun the book is available online it's also available for purchase online yes uh, you can get the book uh, the website is www.westerndeep.net mm-hmm. and, the, and the website is westerndeep.bigcartel.com cool and the webcomic is available in pages I assume like uh, yeah we release a page a week cool. uh, new page going up uh, actually what today's Thursday tomorrow so Friday cool. Friday nights you mentioned uh, guest artists as well correct? yeah in the uh, in the book we've got guest art from David Peterson mm-hmm. uh, creator of Mouse Guard mm-hmm. and uh, we have Sean Wong who does an online comic just printed called uh, Runners and he also worked on The Tick cool yeah we have uh, Spood yeah exactly he's, you know, he's like he, he's, he loves that stuff and it's you know he's such a fantastic artist and he's a uh, western mass uh, artist as well. And cool. So I grew up in Western Mass. And okay. It, it worked out pretty well. I'm, I'm born and raised in Brooklyn. Red Sox suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let that one fly right over my head. Uh, <laughs> I can't resist. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's quite all right. And we also have uh, art from Jerome Jacinto, who's an up and coming artist from uh, in the Philippines, cool. where he's working on some really cool games now. Uh, Led to Fire and Armello, both of them just fantastic. Excellent. Indie PC games coming out. It's kind of crazy that the Tick might be coming back in that, in uh, live action form. I've been heard. Yeah, hearing those Amazon rumors. Patrick, yeah. Patrick Warburton as yep. the tech. That's uh-huh. it. You know, oh, that. my God. I, not everybody was a fan of that, but I freaking loved it. Like, even if the characters were slightly different, it was it was such in the same style of the tech. There's no way that you could... I don't I don't think there's any way you can make the absurdity of that show work without a guy like Pat, Pat Warburton <laughs> as the main character. Hey, Peter. Yeah, exactly. Like, can you imagine... Can you, like, think about it. Can you imagine, like, you know, Ben Affleck playing the oh. tech? No, you can't. 
I can, I can barely imagine him playing Batman. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, any, do you have a personal Twitter or Facebook out there people should check out? I do, yeah. I'm at TDC Presents. And, uh, yeah, people can follow me on Twitter. They can uh, hit me up on Facebook, whatever. Cool. Fantastic. Well, uh, thanks for joining us here at New York Comic Con, the first interview of New York Comic Con. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day, sir. Thanks. You too. Good luck. Fantastic. Thank you, and good luck to you. And, uh, yeah, good luck for me. Hopefully I will not lose this voice by the end of Thursday. <laughs> there was a little Spanish fleet, a record star, he thought he'd be. He heard of singers like Beatles, the chipmunks he's seen on TV. Why not a little Spanish fleet? Hey, it's Thursday. I said I'd have another interview, and we've got about 45 minutes to go in the, episode, in the uh, day, so I didn't quite lie. A familiar face and a familiar voice to those of you from podcasting past. Juan Castro joins us at New York Comic Con. Juan, my man. Nice to finally be here. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, and you, you, as your first uh, New York Comic Con, how's it going? It's going great. Like, it's really busy for a Thursday. Like, I never expected it to be this full. Like, uh, like the, from the second I got here at noon, it was already full, so it's great. The, the city that never sleeps also translates to the city that never empties out. Yeah, I <laughs> and there's a lot of people here with just Thursday passes. Like, I mean, if they can get off work for the entire day, just, you know, do that, and then they don't have to worry about Friday or Saturday crowds. Yeah, I can't imagine what it's going to be like on Saturday. Like, oh. cause, you, yeah. you, you just wait, man. You just wait. Like, the amount of people here, this is chump change compared to what Saturday's going to look like for you. Yeah, because uh, Artist Alley, it's full, but it's pretty tame. But yeah. when I had to go do, like, some signings on the main floor, uh-huh. like, it took me 10 minutes to cross a distance that would take, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. It was very nuts. It's even worse on Saturday like you will be choked like people can see what I'm doing on a freaking podcast but like like you squeezing in to get by anything man it's that those aisles get choked like nobody's business get ready <laughs> first off congrats on all the inky work man like you're, you're you're getting your name out there all over the place aren't you thanks yeah like doing a bunch of stuff for pretty much like everyone <laughs> like doing stuff for IDW for Dark Horse uh-huh. for DC uh, I guess Keeping Busy got me three Inkwell nominations this year. Fantastic. So just to be, like, on a list with, like, oh, Jim Lee's Inker and the guy doing Batman, the guy doing X-Men, like, I was like, they get the right Juan Castro? Like, <laughs> is, that, is that really me? And I get to say, I knew you when. Yeah, you knew me when I was still posting my art uh, school homework on the forums, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back when, when Chris was, uh, was trying to get you uh, to still talk about Brand New Day so that somebody would be able to read it. Yeah, I drew, I drew the line. Like, I, I couldn't do it. I, I did like two or three episodes. I, I had to. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny. I was listening to one of my back episodes and, uh, and Chris was mentioning that uh, what were you doing? I think a uh, Final Crisis breakdown for John Mayo's site for a while with him. Oh, yeah. We, like, after Final Crisis, we did an issue-by-issue breakdown of every single Easter egg we could find, like yeah. hidden, meaning because with Morrison, you know, you could read an issue like ten times oh, and God. then now you're kind of starting to get that's exactly how I felt. So, yeah. like, uh, John and Bob were like, did you guys just do, like, a, an, an episode per issue? And we're like, okay, that'll be, like, a nice 15, 20-minute episode. And now it was, like, an hour and a half show every issue. <laughs> I, I'm shocked only an hour and a half. Yeah, we try to keep it short, you know. Nice. Chris is very good with editing, so. <laughs> oh, jeez. Do, do you appear on any shows these days, now that you're such a busy man? Uh, yeah, I'm a regular on the No Apologies podcast on the Taylor Network. Daryl. Yep, Daryl yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Uh-huh. The link to everything. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> He's standing right next to us as we're recording this, uh-huh. too. <laughs> yeah. Daryl! Daryl! Get over here! Get over here! Daryl! Daryl! Yes! What's up, man? What's up? How you doing? I'm fine. Good. We're just talking about the We're just talking about the Taylor Network, how Juan shows up on a no apologies still. Yes. Every yeah. every week. Yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. 
And, I don't and, want to be officially affiliated with the show. So. Nobody wants to be officially affiliated with that show. Of course not. <laughs> DC TV. DC TV. Yes, yeah, DC TV that, now. We've started that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. happening. Yeah. I, was, I was on an episode and it came out. Yes, and we just recorded a new one last night. Oh, so yeah? that'll be out in a couple of days. Flash Pilot, all that jazz. Flash Pilot, Arrow, Premiere, all of it. Sweet. Nice. Be nice. Nice. The, the, so that's what, 892 shows now? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and you can barely handle one of them. Yeah, he'll hit like 100 episodes like by November, I guess, with so, all the new Something TV like that. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. More than likely. More than likely. So, man, what are you what are you working on uh, right now? What's your inking uh, uh, slate at the moment? Well, right now I've been doing uh, Halo for Dark Horse for I just started my 14th issue. Oh, sweet! So it's a nice solid gig, and we just got renewed for a second year on that series. So nice. On that for a while. Fantastic. Been doing a lot of fill-ins at DC. My uh-huh. most recent stuff was on Grayson. I did uh, issue two of Grayson, and talks to do some more stuff for that office. He's a real Finger dick. Crossed. Yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> yeah, he's a real dick. And the writer too. Oh no! Wait. Oh, whoa, whoa! Hey now, hey now! <laughs> you didn't hear that, Tom. No, no. We're not talking about you behind your back, Tom. In no way are we doing that. Where, why? <laughs> What's going on? Yes, we're recording a podcast. We're recording a podcast. What? All right, all right. I'll get you next, man. I'll get you next. Yeah, we have yeah. no idea what podcast. No, 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 no. You would not know anything about that. Writer extraordinaire Tom King is sharing a table with me for the listeners. <laughs> but of course, but of course. And uh, obviously when there's more Molly Danger to do. Yeah, uh, we're uh, getting ready to start uh, Volume 2 in a couple of months. Awesome. Doing some Molly Danger signings here at the, at the show. Yes, indeed, uh, over at the Action Lab booth. Yep, just did my first one today. Nice. Uh, I'm also doing, like, random issues of Real American Hero for G.I. Joe or G.I. Joe whenever they decide to call me up. because they, <laughs> They're like, we have 22 pages. Can you right, take it right. off right now? Okay. Why the hell not? Yeah. It's money. I'll yeah. take it. Oh, I loved working on G.I. Joe. So, like, that was my first big break, like, four years uh-huh. ago. Like, from then on, it's been all, like, up and up. So, I, I love, I will always love uh, G.I. Joe. That's going to be one of the awesome things about being an inker is being able to change up your styles for different artists and uh, different uh, books themselves. Like, you know, do, do with a thinner wine or a thicker wine, depending on uh, on what's uh, happening, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's Sometimes I have to ink like very different pencilers in the same day. Uh-huh. So like I literally set up like in my studio like little like Tupperware boxes with different tools so that oh, I don't wow. get mixed up. Was like oh no this guy is like all nib and brush, this and fine brushes. Oh uh-huh. this guy's just technical pens and this guy's like thick brush like <laughs> brush strokes really. You can see the bristles on the edge of oh, each line. Varies from person to person. Yeah, it, it keeps it keeps things interesting. It's and, it, nice. and it keeps it. I can imagine it, uh, it. It keeps you learning every single time you're out there. Yeah, it got me a most adaptable inker no- nomination, so that, I guess that that's, oh, pays off. <laughs> God damn it, man! Stop, stop being nominated for things. It's making us all look bad. Oh, just because I'm the youngest uh, inker to ever be nominated for, yeah, yeah, I got well. three in a year. I mean, I'm, well, I'm well, you know, <laughs> not that I'd like to brag or anything. <laughs> got to beef up the resume, so. <laughs> So uh, g- give your uh, website where they can find you, all that jazz as usual. Uh, you can find me at Juan Castro uh, Inker on DeviantArt, Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram. Yep. Uh, especially on Instagram, I put desk shots of what I'm working on like twice a day. So nice. you can find me there. And we'll get, we'll get you on the show for real, man, outside of a New York Comic Con episode sometime in the future. I haven't forgotten about you. That's great, man. Whenever you're going. I don't forget my friends. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend here. Hope it doesn't get too crazy for you. Thanks, likewise. All right, man. And, uh, yeah, there'll be more uh, the next time I press record, which is probably in about eight seconds once Tom is done talking. Come on, let me hear you say it just once. You're insane. No! (laughs) No, the other thing. Superman will (laughs) not...
We are here on Friday at New York Comic Con. The first time I've actually gotten the time to turn this reporter on all day because I've been walking around like a freaking wandering Jew that I am. And we're here with uh, Tom King at the Artist Alley, who's been sitting all day, but I'm sure he's just about as tired as I am. I'm a sedentary half-Jew. <laughs> that count? That, that does count. That does count. Honestly, if you have at least a little bit in you, that, that you, you, you're, you remember the trial. Yeah, no, I only wandered for 20 days. That, that's not yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually you found where you were going. Uh, yeah, I eventually found where I was going. <laughs> it was a church. It was horrible. What, it was like, what, a, what a twist on the story. How's uh, New York Comic Con going for you, man? Fantastic. I have been having a great time. This is my first con since I started writing a book for DC. And, uh-huh. like, like, I don't have to, like, ask people to buy things from me. They right. come up to me, like, because they want to buy things. <laughs> is it weird suddenly being a name? Uh, it's not that weird because I'm still in front of the men's room. So I can't possibly be... <laughs> That's the place to be, though. You know, everybody comes out from taking a piss, and then they see you immediately. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, why do I associate you with urine? There's something about you that always reminds me of toilets. That needs to be a pull quote on one of your next books or something like that. Like, you know, why do I always associate you with toilets? That's funny. Oh, you can swear as much as you want. Come on, we're we're we're, we're a blue podcast. Oh, good. That was fucking funny. You're damn that right. Made me laugh. You're damn right. You're damn right. Dude, what's going on? Not too much, man. Not too much. Uh, you, I mean, for for one thing here, I know I know you're hawking a, a once crowded sky. You're still doing that. Um, yeah, of course. And I mean, you know, those of you who are familiar with Grayson now might not be nearly as familiar with uh, with the book. So uh, tell all the humans out there about your, uh, your 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 written stuff as opposed to the ones with the uh, the pretty pictures. You podcast only to humans? That uh, seems horribly. There might suspicious. be some dogs. There might be some dogs. Maybe some apes. I don't know. Dogs have bought a lot of copies of my books. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know dogs, but they're really into urine. And as we know, you everyone's into urine. Everyone's into Tom King. Everyone associates with urine. So around Scratch Sky, Scratch Sky. Scratch, yeah, that's my that's how I got into comics. It's yeah. a novel that I wrote for Simon and Schuster. Uh-huh. Um, it's about a bunch of superheroes who all lose their powers. So what what happens is there's a crisis level threat. The world is about to be destroyed, as happens in these things. Yeah, all the superheroes put their powers in one guy into Superman, mm-hmm. and he flies off into the threat and he dies. And because he dies, everyone loses their powers. Ooh. But one guy doesn't show up. One, one guy doesn't make the sacrifice everyone else made. Uh-huh. And because he doesn't make that sacrifice, because he didn't want to be a superhero anymore, right. he has that still his power. So the one guy who didn't want to go is the one guy forced to act. So, so, in other words, the one guy who was in the bathroom at the time... Yeah, he was in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he walked by my booth. <laughs> just, to, just to bring it all back around. Why, why, why the hell not? Why the hell not? Smuttiest book I've ever read. Yeah? Yeah, really, Daryl? Sex and smut. Oh! I didn't know you. Oh, oh, oh! You, you didn't. You didn't open that book. <laughs> what? My children can't read that book. What children? Daryl Taylor of the Taylor Network. <laughs> His imaginary children. Sir, imaginary sir, children. sir, can I shake your hand? <laughs> I don't give him a bowl. Hand of smut peddlers. Didn't you used to be the Fifth Eye fanboy? <laughs> yes. Damn. That was a long time ago. Didn't you used to call into uh, Bill Penn Bulletins and say "fuck it"? I le- yes, I did. Did you stalk the streets of New York? I still do. That's why I have an umbrella with brass knuckles. God damn it, Daryl. Stop being on every interview that I do. It's starting to piss me off. 
<laughs> so there's one dude left. I, I assume he's got a lot to handle. Only yeah, he having was one the guy. sidekick of the guy who died. Okay. So he was he's like a Nightwing uh, stand-in or caricature okay. or archetype. That would not, be a fancy word for what I was Not that you would know anything about Nightwing in any way. No, but I mean, that's why they hired me. I, people are like, oh, I said, like, yeah, my favorite character is Nightwing. Oh, that guy's just a fucking bullshit artist. <laughs> he is that lot. And, but no, I wrote a book about Nightwing, so I must, it must be something. You must know what you're talking about there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how long ago did that come out? Two years ago? Two years ago. Yes. That's, that's, that's a nice career rise there, man. Like, to go, to go from, uh, you know, oh, who that? To, oh, DC. Okay. Oh, who cool. is that? <laughs> I'm being kind to you, obviously. <laughs> But no, I'm saying, like, I mean, that, that, that... I didn't think it was so obvious how kind you were. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I, would, yeah. I was huge just to myself. You, know? you, you, were, you were huge to those who, who might know you from, say, the Comic Geek Speak community and stuff yes. like that. Those are my boys. You're damn right. So is, so is Daryl Taylor. Yeah, well, he's all right. He's, he's all right. Everybody else is cool. I don't trust that guy. He might have Ebola. I'm not saying he does or doesn't. <laughs> You're, you're t- All right, good, good, good. He's, he's naked right now. You can't see that because we're on the radio. Yes, yes, but I, I can see it, and I can see that he's very naked. No, I, I mean, come on. You're talking about the, the guy who's been to every single CGS gathering since they started back in uh, 100. So Were you at the Super Show in 13? I sure was. I was there. Did we meet? Uh, once we or twice. Uh, probably, like, accidentally, but... Hans' uh, first Super Show. Yes. That one? Yes. I've been to them all, man. We I'm, must have met. Cause I'll be there at the 10-year anniversary in, uh, in March as well. Yeah, I'm sure. You know what it is? It, even even though they're such small gatherings, like there are so many people there anyway, where like I'm sure that we talked and didn't even fucking remember. People don't realize how influential Super Show is in the whole comic industry. Like oh how God. many creators who are now big first like met at Super Show yeah. and got together. I don't know why. Almost like, this you, entire row for that matter. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. If you if you talk to people, they'll constantly be like, "Oh, I met him at Super Show yep. back in." It was only like like six or seven years ago. Oh, yeah. but, like yeah. th- that was a real kernel of something that became something. And po- podcasting has done a lot for the community in general. You know, I mean, it brings people together that, that wouldn't have been together otherwise. Well, I am a pod- we, oh, we want to, I'm a podcast fanboy. That's uh-huh. that's, that's my fanboy. Yeah, no. You should uh, start a podcast called Podcast Fanboy. He was on one. He won't admit it, but I knew he was on one. He was on a on a he was on a show called No Apologies. Everyone, go look for it. Tom King was on that show. Uh, uh, Daryl, Daryl, shut up, Daryl. Being endorsed by that show is endorsed by me. You can't hide that. You can't hide it. You, you were on it. Shame. Hey, whether I like it or not, this guy's I been on my know show too. Over. He was on the show. Don't let him hide that. Uh, no but yeah, I mean, like it, it does open a lot of doors. You know, I mean, it, it gets it gets people together that wouldn't have gotten together otherwise, and I think that's pretty damn cool. Well, I remember when I first listening to podcasts because I grew up very ashamed of my comic book fandom. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of us did. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I hid it from my and friends. Right. And it was. A, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I am pure as the driven snow. <laughs> That's another pull quote right there. Pure as the driven snow, Pure Tom driven King. snow and associate with urine. So if you're, <laughs> if you're spelling your name out in snow, you've combined my two aspects. Right. We got half Jew, we got urine. Half, I'm a half Jew urine snowman. Obviously, yeah, yeah. But uh, what, the, what are we talking about? Podcast, Taylor, podcast Taylor, community, Taylor, community, Taylor, community Taylor, all podcast, that Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So when I first, I had, I had never really in my life talked to someone about comics on the yeah. level that I knew comics. Right. Like if I did talk to someone, they'd be, li- I'd be like, oh, I, I, I like Robin. They'd be like, oh yeah, I saw that television show. He right. wears. And I'd be like, oh, but, you know, Tim Drake, and you know, like, you or know, you can meet Tom at a bar, and he will say, I'm going to write a book about superheroes one day. Yeah. Remember that? 
and, and, then, and then you did it. It's and then happened. it happened. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. It, anything is possible if you put your mind to it, man. I remember Drunken Tom telling me this. Drunken Tom. <laughs> I was at an iFam... See, I'm a podcast yep. nerd. I was at an iFanboy... Meetup. Meetup. Yeah. And I, it's like the origin of everything. I, I, Charles Soule was there when he was uh-huh. nobody. Yep. Frank Barbarari and me were like hanging out in the corner. Yeah. And he's fucking writing Avengers and has oh. a show. It's going to have a television show. God damn. And I'm writing for DC Comics. And we were like... The most wannabe wannabes. Yeah. Like, we were too scared to talk to Ron and, and Connor. We just were like... And, and, and now, whether you like it or not, you guys are names. Ish. Ish. We're still by the men's room. Uh, <laughs> everything comes back to the men's room. You but have to come back. You have to pee at some point. We can't all pee at I bottles. know. It's true. It's true. Well, I, I was I was actually talking about uh, talking with Juan Castro uh, yesterday about I how like that guy. I, he, I, he, I know he's he's horrible. Do you uh, know he's Fidel Castro's like uh, grand, like net grand? There's actually there's a relation between. The I two. did not know that. that. I did not. Know. You're, you're related to Fidel Castro. You're related to Fidel Castro. I cannot comment. Oh, okay. All right. You can either confirm nor deny. All right. Juan Castro, I ladies and gentlemen. I can't talk about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he recruited me as an asset kind of thing. All right. All right. All right. Shut All right. up, Castro! <laughs> I mean, Castro. But but what I, what I was talking about, though, is like... I see you talking in Spanish over there. I see what's about me. Jace. Is it about my fancy shirt that I'm wearing? Yes. It's, it's fancy schmancy. I am. So but the fat section. But I was talking about how, like, guys like Ryan Stegman and stuff like that, you know, guys who started out in the uh, in the small-time, uh, you know, convention gig and, and, you know, fans of podcasts and all that are now names that roll off the tongue for, for fans of comics in general. I used to listen to Celia on Crankcast uh-huh. when, I, when, that, when that was nothing. Oh, yeah. And Norton and, uh, and now and I'm working out writing a book with him. Yeah, How crazy. Is that, that is what a nuts, man. World is it? Absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's a small damn world. But here you are at New York Comic Con. At New York Comic Con, people are waiting in line behind you. Well, I, I will I will let them talk to you. I will uh, let you pimp your wares. Uh, let 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 everybody know where they can find you and all that jazz. And uh, go ahead. Go on Amazon. Type into One Crowded Sky. It's there if you want to yep. buy it. Also, uh, Grayson is available. Yes, at it is. All major retails. Yes, it is. And. I, Oh, oh, I have a Twitter account, Tom King TK. Gotta my name that. and my initials. Absolutely. And uh, reach out to me. No apologies because he's on there. He's true. He's on there. <laughs> and he's not just the client, he's also the chairman. Damn right. <laughs> also, if you buy a men's room, I'll be there. Urine. Tom, man. <laughs> pleasure. My friend. A pleasure. A my pleasure. Fantastic. You'll hear more from Comic Time and come Saturday because this is almost over and I'm exhausted. Have you ever had Deja? Deja, Deja, Deja Vu. We return here on Saturday, crazy ass Saturday at New York Comic Con, and I'm here with a return guest and a newbie, Vito Del Santi. Welcome back. It's Stray Saturday. <laughs> stray Saturday. Satter Stray. This, this... Satter Stray's good. I like that. <laughs> and, uh, and the newcomer, Sean Isaacs. Sean, how are you? Uh, good and yourself? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. And you talk about a newcomer. You're a straight-up newcomer to cons in general, man. Yeah, it's my first time in the States uh, after a 22-hour flight. It's, it's overwhel- it was overwhelming for like at least the first two days that I was here. Oh, man. I, I, uh, I took a, uh, a flight to Tokyo uh, last year, and that's the longest flight I've ever taken in my life. How long was it? That was 18 hours. Okay. Yeah. Was it 18 hours straight or was it broken? 18 hours straight, yeah. Oh, jeez, yeah. no. I, mine was broke up. It was 9 hours the first one and then 13 hours after that. Oh, my God. Wow. And then 13 hours, I struggled. I can't imagine another five on top of that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How'd you find a guy like Sean? Pure luck. DeviantArt is uh, a wash with 
plenty of talented people, plenty of untalented people. Yeah. And that's, you know, people starting out, so it's right. not it's not a slight to them. It's just, you know, they're not at, at the level that they either think they are sure. or that, yeah. you know, if you were working with them that you want to be at. Right, they're, they're amateurs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so Sean had done some design work for um, my friend Charlie McKelvey, who does... Um, called watch card mm -hmm. which was funded on kickstarter last year i believe okay and sean had done some design work for him and he also did some design work for mutants and masterminds which i'm vaguely i was vaguely familiar with at the time not so much sean's work but music and masterminds yeah so um i just com I, I commissioned him to do a design for me on project rooftop okay and we just, you know, in the, in the conversations, you know, we just started talking and everything worked out. And, you know, we were, we've been working since then. And, and, and before you knew it, Stray was born. No, not quite, yeah. actually. Not quite. Yeah. Um, There's a long, a long kind of windy road today, actually. Uh -huh. um, I mean, we, we both liked a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. So that was, that was the first thing. And right. then I, I kind of wanted Sean to do Stray Volume 2. Uh-huh. So I had a different artist doing Volume One than right. uh, Sean doing Stray Volume so Two. We talked about that last year, yeah. right? Yeah. And he couldn't uh, do the commitment. He couldn't uh, do it, you know, which is no bad thing. You right. Know. It took long enough to get to that point, but you know, at least we found out early. Sure. Sean was uh, ready to do it at a moment's notice, so mm -hmm. I said, "Look, you know, this is the hard part. Yes, you know, we're going to do it together. Yes, we're going to, you know, try to, you know, pay for it and everything. But you have to redesign everybody from the ground up." Right. Uh, Sean is not a slouch when it comes to designing characters, so he, he came up to the task and he was uh, ready. Congratulations on not being a slouch. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, I, I slacked off a lot in school. I don't think I studied once, did very little homework, so I'm making up for it now by working till like 3 in the morning. <laughs> you know, like 16 to 18 hours a day. Oh, you know? boy. Jeez. Uh, so I conserved all my energy from back then, so like now I could actually put to work, but... I don't know how long I can handle it, but it's working still. So the, the wife of an artist. Exactly. It's like, hmm, if I'm not drawing, I'm probably going to not be eating. So, you know. Oh, boy. goes hand in hand that way. Well, I, I, I got a chance to read uh, uh, issue one uh, this morning, and uh, shock of shocks, I liked it. So that's that's number one. Well, All right. Yeah. I'm not just, I'm not just uh, you know, but putting my foot up uh, anybody's ass yeah, or anything like that. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, what I... It, appreciate the most about your art Sean is that it has a very classic style to it like it's 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 very much in the vein of uh, of you know 80s and 90s uh, a superhero artist that I'm that I'm familiar with what where do you draw your inspiration specifically like like what uh, what uh, artists were fans of yours growing up oh man like I've, I've always been a fan of like really clean styles uh -huh. so growing up guys like I mean Alan Davis is probably like one, my biggest influence growing up but like Alan Davis uh, John Byrne George Perez yeah and Stuart Eminem are like my biggest influences growing up. So I, I like keeping that clean kind of look to my, my artwork. Right. And I think that issue two and three are even cleaner than issue one. Oh, wow. Okay. Because issue one, I was still trying to figure out like how I want to tackle the characters. Right. How to like put those little marks down that kind of make a, a character's face unique compared to everybody else. Uh -huh. And it took me like 20, 20 odd pages to figure out like, oh, okay, that's how that works. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and then like now, whenever another character gets introduced, it's probably gonna take another twenty pages of that character before I figure out how to nail them down properly. Well, practice makes perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm like people, everybody that's liking issue one. I'm like, oh man, issue one. I wish I could redraw the whole thing. But like <laughs> issue two and three are gonna be better. I promise. You know, you would not believe how many artists I've talked to over the years that have said essentially exactly that when I'm looking at it. And I'm like the hell are you talking about it's good as it goes that it is well no if i could redraw that again i do this and blah, blah, blah. like nothing's ever perfect it's for an artist thing, hey? uh, i think one of the biggest artist curses like we're never as good as we want to be uh -huh. 
and there's this 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 kind of hill that we go over. Yeah. Like we'll draw something that'll be better than we expected, mm-hmm. and then the next thing we'll we'll won't be as good as that. But yeah. it's because our expectations have now have now exceeded our ability. Right. Right. Yeah. And then then we have to wait for our ability to catch up and exceed our expectations again. So it's they constant like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, it sucks. Oh, this is awesome. Oh, it sucks. One hell of a roller coaster. Pretty much. Yeah. Of course, everyone on the podcast can see that I just made a motion with my hands because this is obviously a video podcast and not an audio podcast. I've always said that Sean is the... Basically, he would be the love child of Alan Davis and Jamie McKelvey. Mm, Okay. Um, I can see that. Like, Alan Davis is a very fluid action style where McKelvey has a very... um, He's got beautiful line work. Right. And I think Sean kind of has both of that. And, I mean, there's other people, too, in there that I'm sure that that I just... If I had to think about it, I could probably come up with other names, but I think those two always pop in my head, like, first time. Right like, away. Whatever yeah. I see is artwork, yeah. Well, one of the things about the about the first issue that, that I appreciated, I mean, not to give anything away, because this is not a spoiler podcast, and it just came out at the con plus Kickstarter and all that, so I don't want to spoil it, but I like the fact that there's, there's some twists in there. You know, there, there are not they're not just uh, okay. perfect, perfectly nice and friendly heroes in this world. That right. not People have flaws. I tell everybody, it's... It's somewhat of an autobiographical book. You know, there's a lot of elements of my life in there. Mm-hmm. And there was a point in my life where I wasn't a very nice person. Right. So, and I didn't do very nice things. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that is in there. And, you know, it's it's pretty much, you can criticize me all you want, but here I am trying to tell a morality tale. You know, I'm trying to tell a story about redemption and about identity. So I feel like if you're going to do that and you don't use your own, like, if you don't use your own mistakes to kind of own up to them and stuff, then I think, you know, you're kind of a fraud. Oh, sure. So yeah. that's kind of why that stuff's there. Right. Is that one of the things that drew you to the, to the project to begin with, Sean? Uh, well, I mean, like, I think, I think especially Volume 1 is, is very much more like a Vito's thing. Like, he came yeah. up with, like, the story, the characters, the motivations, right. and stuff. I kind of, which, which is fine. Like, I mean, I gave, like, a little suggestion on that, but I think Volume 2 is more... Um, it's more collaborative in like where the story's going, how the characters are developing, what's going to happen in the course of that story. But uh, like, yeah, volume one is very much Vito's love child. Yeah, yeah, like it's very much like his statement that he's putting out there. Right. I think I think it has the thing that I've contributed most is just pretty much like in the characters, like the design of the characters and stuff. Because when obviously he put it over to me, I had to redesign everybody. Oh yeah. Um, and I was like, how can I make this personal for me? Because once something's a little bit more personal, you know that you're going to put your best effort into it. Without a doubt, yeah. So he has a little, a little, a little tidbit. Stray's costume design is based on like the markings of an old dog that I had. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, like the colors and the mark. Because I, I sat there, nice. I was like, how am I going to design a, a nice, iconic-looking dog-themed hero? Uh-huh. And then I, I would make it all about an old dog that we had when I was when I was younger. Uh-huh. And he was like a collie, and he had like he had brown and a, a white chest uh-huh. and. Like a lot, he had a lot of black on him, right? And I kind of went with those designs and markings on the straight costume. Well, uh, my, my my dad is a dog groomer, so I, I I grew up around dogs my entire life. We owned Dobermans most of my life, so having the main ca- you know the the original character be you know the Doberman like was right up my alley. And Rottweiler, like, well, okay, that's just a natural next step right there. So, well, you know, Doberman. There's a reason why Doberman's called Doberman. Uh, you find that out. I don't want to say issue five, okay, but you know because it's a four issue miniseries, right? But the ostensibly issue five, you know, like there'll be a special you know, one shot uh-huh. after the miniseries that'll explain why he's called Doberman. It's okay. not like like it wasn't like we went and you know we came up with these titles, you know, or names for these guys. 
based on a hierarchy of dogs. And sure. Stuff. Yeah. Um, there's no wolfhound, you know what I mean? <laughs> or St. Bernard Yates. or whatever. Yet. Yes. But, you know, The Afghan. There is, there is a reason why Doberman <laughs> is called Doberman. And Rod, Rottweiler is called Rottweiler because uh, it lends itself to a kind of cutesy sidekick named Brody. Uh-huh. So even though he, like, nobody knows this, but the, we have an email for, the, for, like, letters and stuff. Yeah. It's called Don't Call Me Roddy. Because when you're not a sidekick anymore, you don't want to be called Roddy anymore. Of like, course, yeah. He probably grew out of it after, like, three years. It's like, oh, my goodness, it's so annoying. <laughs> so, And it's kind of something we play with a little bit. So it, it just lent itself better to it. And, and the name Stray, which I can't even take credit for, uh, Stephen Norman, who I used to work with at Jim Hamlin's Universe, uh-huh. um, he was the original inker on the, on the boat. Right. And he's like, well... The, the comic is called Stray. Why don't you just call the character Stray? And I was like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, because he's like his life, he's taking a choice. You know, he's going this way, not that way. Yeah. So he like his, he does stray from the path. And I was like, oh my god, that is totally the name of the character. So magic. Yeah, yeah. So it worked. It worked out a lot. Of it. Yeah. Let me let me uh, switch gears slightly to the fact that this is indeed your first comic convention and. Uh, how, first off, how overwhelming has it been uh, with, with all these people running about and all that jazz, and especially today on Saturday where it's more even more people than we're here on Friday and Thursday? Well, like, I mean, I got in here on, on Wednesday, uh-huh. and it took me Thursday and the whole of Friday and like some of today to kind of grasp the size of everything. Yeah. Like when I got here like on Thursday, I was just overwhelmed and I, I couldn't, I was almost like paralyzed with what I wanted to do because I was, I was just looking everywhere. I was like trying to take everything in. Right. Because I mean, it's, it's just so massive, like all the stalls and I'm like, oh, I've never seen too many comics in like one place before. Yeah. And, and, and having the whole separate artist alley down in there yeah, as well. And then the yeah. Alley. And then like yesterday, also like seeing artists, like meeting, meeting guys that I've only read about in comics or like I've, I've admired because I'm like oh my god this guy's amazing and then having like to shake hands and say hi and have conversations with them <laughs> was still kind of mind blowing and it's only today where I've kind of like gotten my composure and I'm like okay I know how to navigate this place now <laughs> I know how to like get past the people I know where everything is in relation to each other and like it's like I was saying to um, Vito and that earlier it's like yeah. only now today can I be like Wow, this is one of the best experiences of my life. Well, I'm sure I'm sure you would agree, Vito, that uh, there are native New Yorkers that still have not figured out the layout of the Javits. So the, the fact that the, the, the fact that you have, are able to at least somewhat know where you're going is probably a, an achievement. Uh, the mass of humanity that are the people that attend New York Comic Con do obscure a lot of the routes. So it is kind of tough to get around. I mean, look, I was telling my wife before that. She was kind of saying, like, man, nobody moves out of the way from a from a, a, a stroller. Yeah. And I said, well, you live in New York. Nobody moves out of the way for anybody. Oh, yeah. You know, and now all those people are in here. So <laughs> you know, I don't know what you expect, but all right. You know, like, I don't want to... I don't want to tell you that your expectations are too high, but they're a little too high. Well, I mean, come on. New York is this, is a city where, you know, these these stupid Showtime dancers can go and do their whole performance. and, and, you, and you, Well, not, not not here, but, you know, on the subway. Oh, you know, oh, you know, you know it's show, the, the, the showtime. showtime. Yeah, Showtime. They'll go and do their shtick, and nobody even lifts up from their book. There'll be people just doing the stupid performance that nobody actually wants to be happening in the first place. Except for the tourists. Except for the tourists, exactly. So, congratulations. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was just, like, walking through, and I'm like, okay, I just spot landmarks I'm like okay this action figure is at this booth so I know where I am compared to yep. this stuff mm-hmm. you know, that's the only way I got around well, no. you, you must have found your bearings because you stumbled across like uh, pure gold earlier today didn't oh, you yeah. I was, like, like I was saying to you a bit earlier during a conversation I, I went and 
Basically, I was wandering around, like looking at things that I wanted to buy, and I happened to go past the the, the Marvel stage. Uh-huh. Okay, and I remember before I got here, yeah, I, w- I was very sad because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm probably gonna miss the like Daredevil Netflix signing because uh-huh. I'm a huge Daredevil fan, and I'm like, I've been like so amped for the show, and I was like, oh, I'm probably gonna miss it because I'm gonna be signing. Yeah, this was even before I flew here. Like I went and I checked, and nothing kind of worked out. Right. And so I go, I walk past the, the big stage and it's just like packed. There's just people everywhere. So I thought, okay, let me go and see what, what's actually happened at the Marvel stage. And uh, on the stage is like the Daredevil costs because you're doing signings. And yeah. there's just people everywhere. And I'm like, wow, there's not even like, there's not even a queue. Like I can't even get into like a line. Just a mass of people. Just yeah. a mass of people. Yeah. Like I don't even know where the end line is. So I'm like, well, I'll just settle for like taking random photos from like in the distance. So I, I kind of maneuver past a couple of people in the crowd up to like where they put up the... the, the the, what's it, uh, the barriers, the barriers yeah. yeah, where they put yeah. the barriers, and I'm like leaning over, taking photos, and this guy comes up to me, and he's like, "You, you, and you, you can come under." And he points to me, and I'm like, "Okay." And I, I <laughs> climb under this barrier, and I kind of stand there with one of like two other people, uh-huh. and I'm in this line now. And next thing, I'm on the stage, and I, it's getting signed by like Jeff Loeb and Charlie Cox and everybody from like the Dead of Netflix thing. I'm getting a poster that's getting signed by them. And getting like selfies, taking pictures with these oh guys. My God. And I just thought, like, this is amazing. How did this happen? Like, well, I never thought this was going to happen. I thought I'd miss everything. And yeah. I just happened to be in the right place. At the right right place at the right time, man. That's all it takes. Uh, like I said, I think it was the universe knowing how desperately I wanted this to happen. And they were like, okay, no, we'll give this to you. Because you, came, you flew all the way here. Let's give you something. Well, and here am I thinking, like, your luck better rub off onto the rest of us here. Because, like, that's that's a once in a lifetime opportunity right there. No, like, what are the, what are the odds? Like, I, I was upset. Like, like, okay, there's not going to be any Avengers yet, but like Daredevil cost. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to see like that. I, I know they had like a panel where they might have showed something. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I'm not, not going to miss it because I never get to any of the panels. And then this happened. So, some people, uh, you know, rub bald people's heads for luck. I think you should rub his head for luck after that Daredevil stuff. You should rub his butt for luck. At this point. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't. No, uh, I agree. After I had a shower. <laughs> well, maybe I should have a shower afterwards. Oh, you, God. you might need a shower afterwards. <laughs> Any, any other Boy, this just went into a different territory. Thanks for sharing. Uh, uh, no, not to uh, not to par- pardon the pun here, but any other stray observations uh, while, while while walking the uh, the forer that oh, you want to point out? Vito just kind of does this thing where he he walks me up to people uh-huh. and he's like, "Hi, this is so and so." And have you met Ted? Yeah, pretty much. And, and he usually does that. But like, I kind of have an idea who he's, he's introduced me to. Yeah. So I kind of keep my composure and I'm like, "Hi." And I'm like, try and be cool. Try not completely fanboy all over someone. <laughs> and then the other day, he takes me, like, we go up to Paulo Rivera's uh, booth. And he walks me up to the guy. And they're busy talking. And I'm, like, looking past Paulo at the artwork. And I'm like, I recognize this art style. And I look at him, and I'm like, and I'm like <gasps> it's you! He, he audibly gasped. It was probably the most sincere reaction to anything oh wow somebody like you know again first convention first right. time in the States sure yeah it was a very sincere I mean I introduced him to Amanda I don't think Jimmy was there so no. to to uh, Cliff Chang you know uh-huh. to a bunch of guys that I know sure from have, you know years of working in retail yeah and that was the first person I, I mean and I, and I mean, rightfully so. Paolo is, you know, gasp-worthy. Yeah. But, you know, like, you never know who that guy is going to be. Oh, somebody. yeah, totally. And when he's so cool and mellow with everybody else, you just, all right, well, I guess, you know, 
no big deal. No, that, that's that's because when we go to artist alley, it's like I know there's artists there. Like you know, like I know that okay, this person's gonna be like huge. They're gonna be someone awesome. And the I'm other like, thing is, Paolo doesn't have a, a thing behind. Him. Oh, okay, that's yeah. his name. Yeah, so. and he's up here on the floor with all like the retailers and stuff. So right. for all I know, it's like, it could just be like some guy selling stuff. Yeah, well, that's like Chris Anka's set up at Babs Tars booth. So unless right. unless you knew that he was gonna be there. Like uh, I, I was lucky enough to know he was there and got a sketch from him right. and all that. Still need to, I want to get one of his prints as well. I forgot. That he, he doesn't have any prints with him here because because uh, it was a last second thing. Oh, but okay. uh, so you don't have to worry so much about that. But if you want to say hello to him, he's at uh, G4 in the Artist Alley. But uh, you know that that's the way it works. Sometimes you never know who you're going to run into at this con. It's just like when I'm at Artist Alley, I'm like prepared. Yes. So when I meet like someone on the floor, when I'm like my guard's down and I'm like, oh, okay, I can just be myself and absolutely, you know, kind of. Then it just takes me by surprise. And I'm like. <laughs> We're past the Kickstarter pay- phase. Mission accomplished on that. Um, I wouldn't say mission accomplished. We're still fulfilling. We're still sending out packages and stuff. Well, you you funded. That's, no, 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 that's yeah, all yeah. that matters. Like, well, really. no, it doesn't. I know. Like, to I me, know. to me, it matters that everybody gets what they ask. Uh, of course, yeah. you know. Like I'm not. Uh, you know, before Kickstarter made these new rules about you have to send your 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 rewards. Uh-huh. Like I'm just like I don't. I want to do another Kickstarter. Uh, yeah. Or a different book actually. Uh huh. And. I don't want to do it until this is all done. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and and I because I feel it feels disingenuous to, to ask people to number one maybe support your next uh, project with, with, when, when the other one hasn't even yeah, all got a mad yeah yeah. So I feel like this isn't. I'm not. And we started a year ago. Yeah. Like a year ago this week we yep. started. We ended at the end of this month, obviously November or yeah. something or whatever. So I, I would love to have. I, there, I really only have like a hundred packages left to send. So over the next couple of weeks, you know, we'll get closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. So hopefully by, say, November 15th. It'll be done that. We'll they'll, hopefully by that. Maybe not done, but, you know, we'll have Near like done. 15 yeah. left or something That's like that. Ste- it's, it, it, that. It's a good way to go. That to me is like, now we're close. Right. Now I, I don't feel bad about, you know, doing another one or whatever, you know. Sure. Like, but, yeah. also, but also the thing is, I think, when, like, once people, like, see that we fulfill, like, our promises to them and stuff mm-hmm. they'll follow us onto whatever Kickstarter we want absolutely they'll, they'll know what they're getting they'll know how sincere we are and as as someone who funds Kickstarters I know how almost hurtful it can be when you when you fund something and it never materializes oh, I'm, you I'm, know I've back 63 projects five or six were unsuccessful yeah and I'm probably still waiting for about 13 so you know I know what it's like but you know I don't want to be that guy but the other thing too is here's the other logistical nightmare that if you can follow along yeah so the book is coming out in January yes first issue comes out in January officially Action Web Comics right and it gets solicited in Diamond's preview catalog in November yeah so if I don't fill my orders to it, to the at least, I think that guy's cosplaying as a Barack Obama. Oh my God, Hello, Mr. Sir. President. Mr. President, very yes. nice to meet you. Yes, I'm I'm happy to be here. Uh, I just want to wish the American public a safe, happy Comic Con. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I, oh yes, of yes, course. Thank you for yes. my health care. Of course, yeah, of course, man. <laughs> one, of course. One, one woman here. Yes, there you yes. go. All right, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank I you very much. Now we know you got connections. Yeah. I needed those pills. <laughs> <laughs> Now, hey, what can you do about medical marijuana? <laughs> He'll get there. He'll get there. <laughs> I love Comic Con. So you know, you know, I don't mean to go on a ta- another tangent. But yeah. Yesterday, I saw a woman and a man cosplaying uh, as the most obscure things ever. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson and Carl Sagan. Nice. It was phenom- and I was like, "Are you Carl Sagan?" And, Neil and you're like. 
did you get that? And I'm like, I'm a nerd. I wonder I wonder if they were there, because I know Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson had a panel here. Oh, so geez. it's possible oh, maybe maybe they were around. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a good thing that they weren't the real like, Neil deGrasse Tyson and the zombie Carl Sagan, no, no, because no, that would have no. been no, they're, even they're weirder. Listen, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, back to... Uh, yeah, so yeah. because the, the, the book gets solicited next month in yeah. next month's previews, we want to make sure that all of uh, uh, the majority, and like when I say majority, I'd say 95%, are done by are then. Are done, yeah. so that way I don't feel rotten about asking people, do you mind special ordering this book in yeah. your store right. and telling your friends? Mm-hmm. You know, like, people know that it's coming and people know that you know they're going to get it, then at least you know there's that, that feeling of completion. Because right. th- that's the thing, the Kickstarter's not the end of it, it's the beginning. Absolutely. It's the issue one that we were right. striving for, and issue two, three, and four that we were striving for. Yeah. It's the reason it's called Kickstarter and not right. Instarter. Wait, that, that doesn't even make any sense. Whatever. <laughs> but we get what you say. I assume there will be a new cover for the uh, the retail edition. Yeah, um, I can show you a preview of that. Ooh, ooh. You can show you. Which listeners. will play really well on a podcast. Hey, 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 I will describe it like a golf announcer. I will do my best. Oh, and and, and, and here's. And here's and here's Vito. He's he's, he's taking it out. <laughs> and, uh, soon I will be seeing the art for the cover. It's. <laughs> Coming out right now. The first issue variant cover is done by Kari Randolph. Okay. Which is very much in a Frank Miller Sin City style, which is great. Awesome. The first issue regular cover is done by Mike Norton with colors by Ben Hunziker, and it looks as... Oh, oh that's you some good Norton. describe that. That is some good sexy Norton right there. Oh boy, that is a, it's it's a it's a dark it's a dark cover. Uh, it's got some uh, some nice red highlights on the uh, on the background uh, doggy there, and uh, yeah, bones. We got some bones action going on here. So that'll be the first issue cover. Nice. Um, but I think both the you know that's the thing. I didn't want to do variant covers at all. Yeah. But I feel like doing you know because I felt like. We curated the entire experience for the reader. Right. So we gave them all the best stuff up front. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't want to do variant covers, but, you know, at the same time, it's like when you get a piece like this, you know. Oh, please. And, like, and, and you know, that's the thing. When somebody does a pinup, it's not supposed to be a cover because yeah. there's, there's a certain amount of work that goes into either. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I asked Mike, I was like, do you, are you okay with me using it as a cover? He's like, absolutely good. You know. Mike Norton, one of the nicest guys in the biz. So laid back, so tall. So tall, so so tall. He's so Bigfoot. He is so such clean. a Bigfoot. <laughs> so fresh and so clean. <laughs> well, the thing that I'm hoping for is that there's enough of a demand after issue one that there's, that we'll get second printing. Yeah. Then, then we'll have an excuse to do variant covers. There you go. That's exactly the way to think about it, my friends. The exactly. Other, the other thing too is that the most important part of this whole process are the Kickstarter backers. Because oh yeah. They're the ones that are going to say to people. You should order issue one. Right. I'm excited for issue two, mm-hmm. three, and four. Yes. So they'll actually help us, almost like a street team, they'll actually help us to convince people that don't know, definitely book stores especially, mm-hmm. that this is something worth getting behind. Yeah. Because um, I brought it up a couple of days ago. It's I told somebody at a Kickstarter panel, they, they asked me, what was your biggest mistake? And I said, doing a superhero comic. Mm. And it's because, it's not that I don't have faith in my, my product, it's not because... I don't like superhero comics. It's because when you do a superhero comic, you're competing against Marvel and DC. And totally. that's almost yeah. unfair to you right. to do that to yourself. Yeah. I'm willing I'm willing to put my stuff up against Marvel and DC any day of the week. I tell everybody that if you miss Nightwing, you should be reading Stray. You know, and that's not yeah. a slouch or a slight to um, 
Tom King oh, or no, no question. Tim Seeley. Talked to him uh, yesterday, actually. Those I guys are great. They're doing. Yeah. And they're doing a great book, but it's not Nightwing. You know, and I know that as a Nightwing fan, I want Nightwing. So, oh, yeah. you know, if you want Nightwing, then what do you do? You go read Strike. Absolutely. And you can read Grayson alongside of totally. two different yeah. experiences. They, and they really are. I mean, they're, they're two great tastes that taste great together. Like Doritos and nachos. Doritos and tacos. <laughs> well, whole, no, oh. For me, it's, it'll be like Doritos and chocolate chip cookies. Oh, wow. Have you tried a Doritos taco yet? No. Oh, it, that is an experience. Okay. That is an experience, I'll tell you. Good, good. You make that happen. You make that happen. Clementine will remember that. Clementine will remember this hat. That's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> says Ventura. Oh. Oh, righty then. <laughs> Damn it. He probably gets. He just smiles. Yeah. All he just right. Good. Smiled. Good. Like, good. 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 Like, you jacket. got the smile. You got the smile. That's He's all you need. Back this way. Yeah. I got a photo with Barack Obama. <laughs> is he here? Yeah. He is actually. He's a little. He's a little younger. It might be somebody cosplaying as him, or he either got plastic surgery. Did you see the Wiz? No, I didn't see the Wiz. Ah, uh, man, jeez. All right, gentlemen. For the twenty for the twenty seven minutes of your time that you, that you've taken, first off, thank you for that. Thank you. Because I haven't gotten a lot of interviews this this uh, because I don't have a table this year. This makes life easier for me to put out a full episode. Give everybody information on where they can find Stray and your personal stuff. Get it out of uh, Stray can be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash stray comic. Also on Twitter at I am the stray on Twitter. Nice. At I am the stray. Nice. Um, Considering I'm I underscore M underscore sci-fi on Twitter, blah 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 blah. No, there's no underscores. Let's <laughs> uh, make it as difficult for anybody to get stuff wrong. <laughs> yes. All one word at I am the stray. Nice. At Facebook.com slash stray comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's a Tumblr, kind of unnecessary. Um, there's stuff on my personal website, so you can go to incognito slash stray okay. and get more stuff on there, but uh, it's very in, rudimentary. And you're incognito on Twitter. I am incognito on Twitter. I'm incognito on Facebook. I'm pretty much, that's my brand, so incognito, you'll find me if you ask Jeeves or Bing it or whatever. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Let me go to Lycos and find like, out what uh, happens. Yeah, we're, we're on Lycos and... Um, Lexus Nexus. Uh, oh, no. We didn't make that one. <laughs> And and Sean, uh, where they can where can they find you on these mighty interwebs? Oh, I, usually I just say just Google my name, Sean Isaacs, <laughs> and everything will come up where you can find me. All right, let's see if I can remember. It's uh, Sean Dash Isaacs at DeviantArt.com okay. and uh, at Sean Isaacs cool. on, on Twitter, and that would be I Z A A K S, correct? Yes. All right, good, good. See, it's good that you have it's a nameplate right there. S E A N. Yes. S-E-A-N. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for your time. Uh, much success to come, hopefully, and uh, talk to you next year, buddy. Oh, next year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's our one-year anniversary. You'll be. Oh, oh well, next yeah. year, then we'll have, we'll, have, we'll have a conversation. We'll have to, like, Skype me in or something. Because <laughs> I don't think I'm going to, like, unless the book does really well, I don't think I'm going to be traveling this, this month. I suspect, without giving anything away, Yeah. I suspect we'll be talking in the first Saturday of May. All right. Ooh. Ooh, well Stuff's then, happening. Stuff's, uh, happening. Stuff's happening. I'm not going to sell the farm, but all right. Well, we'll, we'll probably talk around. That. Good. That'll that'll work either in person on Skype. You know where to find me. Comic timing shall continue. Lana. 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 What? <laughs> 
Danger zone! So I give my voice about a four-minute rest until I roll over to the other side of the Action Lab booth. Another ghost of comic timing past. Nick Marino! Nick! What's up, Ian? Not too much, man. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. Yeah, you enjoying the show? I'm enjoying the show a lot, man. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun uh, to walk around and uh, not be uh, tethered to a table all weekend long. Right, freedom. So what do you think... You're, you know, you're like a veteran of this show. What yeah. do you think... Compare this one to, let's say... You know, like five years ago. What do you, what changes do you see? Um, well, for one thing, there's no more construction going on over there, so you you could just walk through, you know, straight to the next hall, which is a nice touch. I love Javits North. I mean, you know, where we were set up uh, back in the day, that's nice over there, and they just keep getting better and better with the artist alley over there. Um, I'm just I'm freaking loving it, and I, I think there's a, a lot of room for improvement, a lot of room for an enhancement here at uh, Comic Con. But if they make that New York Super Week more interesting, there's more stuff for me to do during that week. That'll be even more awesome. That's an entire week of Comic-Con. Yeah, did you attend any of that stuff? I did one thing. We did a screening of Horns. Horns? Horns. It's a a Daniel Radcliffe movie. Okay. uh, Done by, shit, I always forget his name, Stephen King's uh, son. Joe... Joe Hill. There you go. Yeah, Joe Hill. It's, It's Joe Hill's book, directed and written, obviously scripted by somebody else for the screen, but it's based on his book Horns, and... I did it that way, and it, it was all right. It was a, it was a, a little schlocky, but it was a midnight showing last week, and we had a decent amount of fun there. May I just say, you know, I'm, I'm watching you talk. Your beard is immaculately groomed. That is maybe, and your your coverage is so consistent. I, I have a Norelco shaver, and I must say it does a good job. I have my barber uh, groom it for me as well whenever I get a haircut. So I got a haircut about a week ago, and that's this plus the Norelco shave this morning, and magic man I'm impressed I gotta say this is like you have a classic 80's movie villain beard right now (laughs) it is looking that good I grew it originally so I could uh, Halloween Riker so it it made it made sense I just kept it after that because it looked damn good oh that's such a Riker beard totally I I might very well do it again out of pure laziness this year but uh, so you've given up the podcasting that's one thing that you've done however you can still talk like like a pro so that's that's a that's a point on your side there but you did it for good reason you're you're, you're actually doing comics now like uh, other than those small little table comics that you had back in the day oh i wish i still had some mini comics to give you i gave away my mini comics for the show damn son of a bitch no more photocopies for me uh, um, yeah yeah i retired the audio shocker podcast yeah. network earlier this year because you know what i was just like i said what i wanted to say right i really enjoyed it I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But you know how it can be. The scheduling is difficult. Oh, please, yeah. Uh, There's a reason I'm once a month. Like, you know, it's the same thing. It's tough. And, and for me, I was like, I love doing it, but I don't want to stop loving it. And right. I was worried that I was right on that line mm. between stopping loving it and, like, and and maybe keeping the passion going. And I was right. like, I just got to stop. Well, people feel good about what we've done. Yeah. So and, and you feeling good. Which and is most that's important. the most important yeah. thing. Yeah. I feel great about what we did with the Audio Shocker, but... At that time, I was shopping around my new book, Holy Fuck. Can I swear? Yes, you can. Thank you. I just want to make sure. I thought you, so. you can fucking swear as much as you want. Okay, good. My collaborator and I, Daniel Arudamasa, he's a Dutch artist that I met through the Audio Shocker, nice. actually, because he listened to the podcast. Awesome. And we were shopping it around, and I was like, you know, maybe it could be good for the book to keep the podcast going. Yeah. It's a form of promotion. And it just felt like the right time. So I retired it, and then a month or so later, I heard from Action Lab that mm-hmm. they wanted to work with us on this book. Yep. And it was just a nice fit, what they were offering and what we were looking for, which was basically...
basically a, a publisher. Yeah. It was <laughs> <laughs> at the front of the book. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was no. They're they're really cool here. It was a nice fit. And so remember you know, when Marcosia added added A's to their name just so they could be at the front of the book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Action Lab is not only at the front of the book; that they're at the front of the exhibitor list for New yes, York Comic Con. I like that. That is nice. Yeah. And uh, it was just a really nice fit. And so we get, we're debuting, holy fuck, number one here at New York Comic Con. Awesome. And the book will be, it's in the previews catalog right now. If anybody listening wants, is curious and they're interested mm-hmm. in asking their retailer about sure. it, they can pre-order. And we'll be in shops by the end of the year. Cool. Nice. Uh, so, basic premise. The mythological gods are desperate to be worshipped again. Mm-hmm. They have a plan. Start the apocalypse. Okay. Save the humans from the apocalypse. Okay. Gain worship. It's that simple. But there's a nun named Maria, yeah. and she's not feeling this. She right. wants to choose the gods she worships. She doesn't want to have them forced upon her. Right. So she recruits the god that she does worship, Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus' arch nemesis, Satan. And they team up, classic <laughs> sequel style, because this began as an idea called the Bible, too. Yeah. And so they team up sequel style. Revenge of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Why didn't we... Th- Should have thought of that one. And so they team up together. I feel like I'm just saying team up over and over again. Yeah, it's all right. I don't remember what I said. It's all right. So they team up together. They team up together and they make a four-issue miniseries. No, I don't want to Jesus, the nun and all that. I don't, I don't yeah. want to give anything away, uh, yeah. but they team up together. Okay. And, and then teaming up happens and they team up. Right, exactly. In <laughs> classic teaming up thing. <laughs> Oh man! So there's there's a whole bunch of insanity going it's on. It's nuts, here. man. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, what's been really cool about working with Jason Martin, our uh-huh. publisher of the Danger Zone imprint here, yeah, is that Danger Zone. He loves crazy shit. Yeah, and I just don't give a fuck, and my collaborator doesn't give a fuck. We just want to we want we want to put something out that we would love to get something sure. that's like how how did they even think that they could get away with this? Yeah. And luckily, so far, don't get me wrong, the book's not in stores yet, but luckily. They're letting us do whatever the hell we want. And what we what we want to do is lots of swearing, yep. lots of over-the-top 80s, 90s action movie scenes. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and for me, something that's really important is making sure that there's a lot of heart in there, too. This is, on the surface, it looks like it's just kind of a goofy shock thing. Yeah. But I wouldn't do it if I couldn't inject some... How can I say some uh, some emotional realism to the characters? Okay, I was just going to say grounding, which is sort of similar yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think a thing that I feel is very important to me. This is Maria's story because she is the human character. Yeah. These other ones, they're all gods, and right. they're they're not they're not like us. They yeah. got weird stuff going on. You know, <laughs> Jesus is he's like a hedonist. He doesn't give a shit about anything. He does whatever he wants. He screws whoever he wants. Yeah. Smokes whatever he wants. That's just his thing. Right. You know, but. And, and you're not necessarily supposed to be able to relate to that. I'm sure there are a few people out there who can, but, you know. But uh, but that was something that also, too, we were able to put in there that I think worked for them. Yeah. You know, worked for Action Lab. And so I'm just really thankful that we have somebody who's taking a chance on us, printing a ridiculous banner <laughs> with, with Witness Jesus. Witness his second God. coming. Right. Oh, yeah. Thanks to Dave Dwanch, our creative director at the ah, company. Ah, Dwanch. He's great, right? Oh, hell yeah. Came up with that slogan for us. Yep. And uh, it's just been it's been really cool. Well, and, and, and I mean, for an imprint like Danger Zone, for '90s, you know, cheese action, yeah. that's right up the alley, man. That that absolutely fits perfectly. Yeah, it's it's been really cool. So this is my first time not you know copying stuff myself and stapling it, or dare I say, sewing it as I did with some books. <laughs> 
and it's it's a unique experience. Uh, hey, man, I absolutely, and I mean, I, I absolutely love the cover treatment here. Like, it's it's got a, it's got a very uh, you know what it, you know what it reminds me of actually like Black Dynamite. A little bit yeah, in the setup. Yeah, you know what? This was a serendipitous thing here for our exclusive. We got my buddy Aaron Conley to do it, and Aaron, it, this is great because everything connects together. Aaron yeah. Conley, he just won the Eisner this year for most promising newcomer. Oh, awesome! And he was an Audio Shocker listener before okay. before he had anything out there. Yeah, he was working on his book Saber Two Swordsman, which came out from Dark Horse at the end of the year last year. Right. And he had been a listener to a lot of the shows we'd done there. And we just, he would show me artwork as he was working on things. Yeah. And when it came time for us to do variant covers, I was like, man, let me get in touch with Aaron. And he was just so busy, he didn't even get back to us. And wow. when he won the Eisner, I shot him a line. I was like, hey, man, congratulations. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Because his art, as you can see on this cover here, oh, yeah. it's just nuts. Dude. Absolutely. It's so layered. It's real crazy. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know, thanks, man. I appreciate that. By the way, I didn't even see your message from before. Let's do this variant. Okay. And it just worked out. You know, I think it's, this is the only time you're going to see this cover. I don't know why nice. I'm saying it like I'm trying to sell it to you. Because <laughs> whoever's listening to this is after the show's hey, over. Well, whatever, man. I mean, well, at least you're selling me on it. That, that's really all you need to do. If they want to eBay it. Yeah. Because it, they, they we've already got one issue. We've already got one copy on eBay. If they okay. want to eBay it, not us. I mean, somebody else did. Yeah. Um, they can find this Aaron cover, but we only did a hundred of these okay. just to make it make it something fun and special for the show. Sure, yeah, you know, right on. Right and so on. it really worked out, and it's cool because you know now I get to hang out with Aaron at the booth and bullshit about things. There you and, go, you know, mission accomplished. You know, th- this actually sort of ties into like the general, uh, almost like overlying thing that I felt with all, all the interviews I've done so far this uh, this weekend. Just how much, whether we know it or not, how much podcasting has sort of like helped the comic book community oh, over yeah. the years, bring people together, and you know names that, that you might have never even freaking heard of otherwise, either because they were listeners of the show or because they were fellow podcasters or whatever, wound up becoming names eventually. Like, yeah, it's not so works out. out. Yeah, I'll give you a great example. My buddy Dave Wachter, who's yeah. um, oh Wachter, hell yeah, uh, yeah. Breath of Bones. That was his new one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Um, he got into drawing through uh, podcasting. Basically. Yes, he did. Yeah, I, I, I remember the uh, threads he used to make on the comic on the right. on the comic forums. And yeah. it's amazing. And this guy's like a fucking master oh my now. God, dude, what is going on with his art? It's amazing. He, he did like a five minute uh, horse sketch for a a, a sketch uh, panel at Super Show like like three or four years ago that I managed to win. And like uh, that shit looks like it took three hours. His art's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. We got a party going on tonight. If anyone wants to attend, <laughs> yeah, like a week into the in, into the past, yeah, yeah, right. I was handing some party flowers over to Dan Mendoza, creator of Zombie Tramp. That's right. Noise, noise. <laughs> and uh, no, you're totally right about the podcast thing, man. When yeah. I started out with podcasting, I uh, I was just reviewing comics. Yeah. It was just something I enjoyed reading. And, and I as I began the podcast with friends of mine who were making comics, I was like, man, maybe I should be making comics. Yeah. And then, and then I used podcasting to learn about making comics yep. and invite creators to tell me about it. Mm-hmm. And then I used it as a chance to promote my own comics that I was making. And go. it was, it was a, you know, step one, step two, it step was three, cool, man. Yep. And, and obviously, that's not the path for every podcast. Oh, absolutely. That's my yeah. personal path. Right. That was right for me. But what's great about it is that just expressing myself through podcasts, which are their own really interesting collision of conversation and art and. They got all sorts of things going on, yeah. business, and it's they're oh, they're kind of a weird intersection. That's like one and none of them all at the same time, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, 
it's been cool. It's it been it, really it cool. works, man. It absolutely works. How are you feeling about podcasts I, nowadays? You, you're one of like the original comics podcasts, yeah, man. And I mean, it's hard to believe that Comic East Speak is celebrating their 10th anniversary in uh, in March. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, it, time flies. Podcast was barely a word. Yeah, when that stuff when you guys were starting. Out. There was a national podcast day a few weeks ago. Uh, where I, well, I mean, it, it's crazy. Like, I mean, and yeah, I'm still one of the small fries. I'm kind of okay with that because honestly, it's it's let me know so many more people. You know, it, it's gotten me a freaking community that I wouldn't be part of otherwise because I honestly wouldn't have even gone to New York Comic Con to begin with had I not gone to Comic Geek Speak episode 100. That's really interesting. Yeah. It opens doors. It really does. It, it lets people out of their shell. You know, there are other comic fans out there for them other than like the three people that happen to go to the school that you do that read the same books. Right? That's how it used to be. You would yeah. be like, yo, and and sometimes you'd be like, man, I wonder if he, he reads comics or yeah. she reads comics. You wouldn't even know for sure and you'd be like a little bit hesitant to even ask them to find out. Absolutely. You yeah. know? Yeah. And I still remember the few people in my grade who read comics and how we could kind of like, <laughs> you know, they'd see me like a comic book would fall in my backpack and we'd look at each other like from across the room and be yeah. like, and we'd like look, and we'd be like, "Dare we even say in public? Should we even acknowledge this?" And we just kind of, you know. And I remember, like, my buddy, she read uh, manga, and I was like, "I didn't yeah. know anything about manga," but I was like, "It's like my superhero comics. Yeah. Should I talk to her about it, or is she going to be like insulted if I compare it?" Right. It was such a different world oh, back please. then. Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, for me, it was like I guess maybe 15 years ago. Yeah, you know, but, but even 10 years ago, it was like, oh, sure. I mean, I, I graduated high school in '02, yeah. so uh, I, I was president of my anime club. At, at Mad Morrow Dude, and then you had an anime yeah, club yeah I know I, please I know how lucky I am that that was the case but even with being in an anime club I was still a little nervous about talking comics with people because this was an anime club you know so like how am I supposed to know whether or not they like uh, you know American comics like I right. do I, I like Japanese stuff but I also like American right. and I found a few good friends out of that and you know got lucky enough with that but like there's some other people that they had no idea what the hell I was even talking about when, when I would say like oh you know hey there's a new crisis out what the hell's a crisis <laughs> Are they doing another one? Yo, what's with Secret Wars? Did you oh, see this announcement? I, I did see that. Come yeah, on. yeah. Come on, man. Uh, that's right up my alley. I'm a multi multiverse like fanatic. So like having every single version of like Spider Man running around <laughs> beating each other up and Edge of Spider Verse is right up in my alley. And now with like every version of like Captain America beating the crap out of each other, <laughs> it's gonna make me a happy camper. Yeah. So I got a little. I don't know if this is a news scoop. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, like, you know, Rich was talking about this on Bleeding Cool already, but I, I might have it, a yeah. news scoop for you. Oh, yeah? No, this is something different. Okay. Did you hear about what happened last night? No, the I didn't. epic Scott Snyder argument with the bouncer at the Image Comics party? No, I did not. Is this, hopefully this is a news scoop for uh, you, man. Yeah. I was on my way out of the party, which was not so much a party as just a really crowded bar <laughs> okay. where you had to yell and talk to other people. Yeah. And, man, I don't know what happened, but Scott Snyder and that bouncer, yeah. they looked like they were going to become arch nemeses. Oh, boy. Arch nemesi of each other. <laughs> so, so if we see a bouncer show up in Batman, we'll, we'll understand Dude, why. Dude, you're going to... Yeah, if you see a bouncer come through in Batman and, like, the bouncer gets killed or beat up or something, you're going to know that that's... I, dude, Scott's face, I don't know him or anything. I've yeah. never met. But, like, I've seen photos of him smiling, uh-huh. and this was his anti-smile oh, face. Okay? God, and, like, this bouncer was... He was upset. And I was wondering, maybe, what if somebody, like, paid off the bouncer to mess with Scott? Oh, I was geez. thinking, that could be funny. That, yeah, funny or sad, either right, way. Right, right. Or, or something happened. I'm yeah, just saying, I don't know if that's, like, a, a true scoop. 
but well, ne- ne- nevertheless, we, 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 there, there's not always there's not always happiness. Sometimes there's a little bit of anger in the comic. <laughs> Yo, tell me about the shirt you got on. Oh, this I love this design. This is a this is a T Fury design that uh, that came out about uh, three or four months ago, uh, three or four weeks ago. That's actually. wild because yeah. I saw somebody with it on yesterday, yeah. and I tried to stop him and ask him about it, but they kept it, moving. It's an Attack on Titan uh, Days of Future Past mashup. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. I see it. It's so cool, oh, man. Yeah. I, I saw it and immediately I'm like, bye. That's do you, it. Do you know the artist on it? I do not. Uh, if you can probably look up, look for it on T Fury's gallery. Uh, more than likely, they have it there from you know the, the past couple of uh, weeks. And if not, check their Tumblr because they, they often put uh, the artists on there. Dude, as well. you know the classic podcasting joke we have to drop now, right? What? What? This episode of Comic Timing sponsored by T Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, it's sponsored by DCBS Discount Comic Book Service. Check them out at DCBService. All, right, all, right, all right, enough of that. <laughs> uh, so it's it's in it's in previews now. Yes, Holy Fuck Number One is in the Octavier. <laughs> <laughs> words, words, language, English. The October issue of previews, okay. which is it, which your your retailer will have at the moment. I don't know if if you're not hearing this until a little bit after because the new issue of previews, right? Like the November issue, it's, that's going to be out at the close. the November issue of previews comes out at the end of October, and in the November issue of previews are books which you will be buying in January. Yeah. It's very complicated stuff. Hey, hey. But the point is that you can now you can just walk into your comic shop and say, "Yo, put me down for holy fuck," or nice. you can say. Put me down for holy fuck number one. I want to try the first issue. Right. Either way, you're good to go. Well, lucky enough, I, I'm at a job where I can usually edit my podcast while it works. So hopefully this will only be out about three or four days after it's being recorded. We'll see. That's the way to do it, right? <laughs> yes. The, the quick turnover. But it, but just in case, because, you know, these things, they take yeah. time. Love sure. goes into them. I know how it is. You can still go to your uh, comic shop and, you know, do a, pre, a previews order past the right. date. And you know what? Day. With yeah. any comic book company nowadays, it's going to be online. Oh, absolutely. Comixology. Yeah. And right. I, honestly, our Comixology issues are 99 cents, which is an amazing price. That's awesome. DRM free Damn now. Right. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't that's go wrong with that. I'm a very digital happy guy, to see that. so that's, that's my, you know, that's my format. I just, I just signed up for... Uh, for Plus, like uh, this last uh, week. Interesting. So, I, I'm just gonna wait the six months on most, Mar- on most Marvel comics. You know what? They really. When I had Plus, man, maybe uh, maybe like three years ago, around yeah. maybe a few months after they launched it, mm-hmm. and it was a mess back then. Yeah. But I've been on the site and seen what they've done with it in the subsequent years yeah. that have passed, and they really got their stuff together. They, they've streamlined it. There's still some issues here or there, here or there, especially with the guided view. Like sometimes you yeah. get uh, a word bubbles cut off, but uh, other than that, it's it's a lot nicer now than it was when it started. Definitely, no doubt. Yeah, and it's an amazing resource if you're somebody if you're a, an old school. You know, we're we're old school comic book readers. Yeah. We like the back issues. We like to. Yeah. We want to get the knowledge, right. man. Yeah. You know. I'm trying to get myself out of back issues now. Right. But yeah. Right. Yeah. No. You, the, you you want to gain the knowledge. It's right. like it's your infinity. And that's how you do it. Exactly. Absolutely. Give your social media outlets. All right, man. I'm at Nick Marino on Twitter. I'm nickmarino.tumblr.com and nickmarino.net's my website. Fantastic. And Facebook as well? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook. Occasionally. Occasionally. No, no I'm, I'm Nick Marino. I'm slash Nick Marino art on Facebook. Okay. Couldn't, I, was, I was a little bit too late. Do you, uh, remember, do you remember the day when you had to get your yes. Facebook username? Uh-huh. Well, I yeah. worked for a law firm at the time who made me promise them I'd get their name first. Yeah. And in the process of it, uh, I, didn't, I couldn't get my own name. That sucks, man. That sucks. I, I was, like, right there, like, the second that it counted down to get to get my username. That yeah. was, like, yeah. That was, Back like, an intense day. night. Hell yeah, man. Where were you when Facebook offered usernames? Oh, dear Lord. That's something we have to say now. Nick pleasure we'll talk soon so great talking to hope you hope to have Ian. you Thanks back so on the show sometime soon I'd love to talk some comic timing via Skype make it happen yeah man Skypey word it's over alright hope you guys enjoyed that episode 
and all of the interviews that occurred. I had fun doing them, which means you better have had fun listening to them. And uh, once again, uh, sponsored by DCBS, this is going to come up with service at DCBService.com. Stray number one by Vito DeSante and Sean Isaacs is available from DCBS. The Mike Norton cover is 279 The Ben Hunziker variant is there for 349 plus 50% off of Marvel and DC hardcovers and trades, 40% off of Marvel, DC Image, and Dark Horse single issues, and a whole bunch of other great savings. DCBService.com. Thank them for their sponsorship. We'll be back in about another week or so. I'm going to try to get together with uh, Brent and record more regularly. As uh, as I said last episode, both of our schedules have been really tightly packed the last couple of months, but we are squeezing in recording times at least every couple of weeks. And uh, we'll try to do some topic episodes because I know that uh, I have fun doing those and, and it stops us from talking about news that will immediately be old a week later and stuff like that. And, you know, just general reading stuff also because both of us still read comics. How much has not changed. So look forward to that, and uh, there'll probably be an extra point or two with uh, me and Chris because, uh, well, I've been getting positive responses from Chris being on the episode, and I like having her on the episode. So go figure. The email address for Comic Timing is comictiming at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the Comics Podcast Network over at comicspodcast.com for a boatload of related comic book shows. We're all part of the Comics Podcast Network, and we're happy to be a part of it. Also, the League of Comic Book Podcasts over comicbooknoise.com slash league. Facebook.com slash comic timing for all of your comic timing conversations. And send us an iTunes review on iTunes. That'd be graciously appreciated. Once again, this episode is to you, Jeremy. Rest in peace. And as always, there's always time for comics. I did get a chance to read Volume 1, uh, actually, this morning. Uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Issue 1. It's a long day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. just Volume 1, you got shit. Yeah, please.